This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. You want this dress? I want you to keep this dress. Don't send it back to me. I feel like what you put out, how you show up, what you give, you get that back, you know, a hundredfold. You just get that back. Not even monetarily. I mean, like, the feeling that you get back, the joy of giving. So that's something that will never die for me in my business. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guest is Trista Smith, and even though she isn't a photographer, the way she built her business is something that photographers absolutely can do to grow their own business. So Trista's the founder and owner of Reclamation, and she designs some of the most gorgeous dresses I've ever seen. Her Instagram page is just seriously eye candy, and I told Dan the other day that I want us to have another wedding just so I can dress myself and my bridesmaids in her gowns. Not that her dresses are only for weddings, because women wear her designs for all different occasions and for photo shoots. Actually, she partnered with countless photographers to get the word out there about her dress line when she was first starting out. Trista is such a great example of how using business-to-business marketing can propel your own business to the next level, and she shares with us today exactly how she did this. Trista is also a Portrait Masters online conference speaker on September 23rd, And she has so much more to teach us then. Cannot wait to hear more from her. But for now, let's get started with today's episode. Hey, Trista. Welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? I am wonderful. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. And where are you at right now, geographically? I am on Vancouver Island, BC, in Canada. I thought I heard a little bit of Canadian in there. Very cool. (laughs) People always say that. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a little bit different today because you're actually not a photographer. But I wanted to have you on, one, because you are one of our keynote speakers for the Portrait Masters online conference this year in September. And also because similarly to you know, the guests that we have on the show who have built their business from the ground up, you have done the same. Like you have built such an incredible business. And I have a feeling like the process and just everything that goes into it, I feel like it's going to be very relatable to our listeners. Thank you. 
basically my entire business model is really built up by photographers. So I would not be where I am without the photography community. It's, it's basically put me here. Yeah, you know, and that's another huge piece of this is, is like you said, I know that you utilized, you know, different photo shoots and photographers, or whatever to market, right? I mean, to, to advertise in general? Yes, absolutely. So I really immerse myself in the culture and the community of photographers in North America over these past three or four years. And it is such an amazing community. I just love it so much. And now, you know, over these last couple of years, we've expanded and we've reached photographers really all over the world. So not only do professional photographers order our gowns for their own client closet, but we offer rentals as well. So we we literally have just hundreds upon hundreds of rentals going out every month. And we share those beautiful images that we are gifted by the photographers and the clients who use our dresses. And it has just expanded our reach so much. It's incredible. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, your your dresses, your gowns, they're so gorgeous. And your business, it's called Reclamation Design Company. Is that right? Yeah, it's called Reclamation. And on Instagram, it's Reclamation, Reclamation okay. Design Company. Okay, yeah, because I follow you on Instagram, and I saw the Reclamation Design Company is your Instagram. So if people are looking for you, like, right now, like, I want to see these dresses as we're talking about it. I just wanted them to know that's where they could find you on Instagram. And, I mean, they're, they're breathtaking. I'm like, oh, I just want to get you. married again so I can wear one. <laughs> well, you could renew your vows. <laughs> True. Oh, my God, that sounded so bad, Dan. I'm like, if you're listening, babe, I swear I don't want to marry anyone else. I'm just saying it would be fun. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, because it's. I'm assuming that your business wasn't always this successful and that you had to, you know, really hustle to get it where it's at today. Unless, are you one of these like anomalies who you just like came out the gate and had a super successful, super successful company? No, oh my God, no. (laughs) So I have like a pretty funny background. I had a baby when I was just 20 years old and I had a series of, you know, really low paying jobs for many, many, many years until I, you know, eventually in my 30s, I went to nursing school and mm-hmm. I was a nurse for close to 10 years. So as I was on maternity leave, I had I had another child and couldn't go back to shift work. It was just too difficult for me. My husband was a logger. And he would work away for many weeks at a time. Like, I think his longest shift was, like, almost three months away, and I was taking care of kids. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it was really hard to go back to working, you know, these shift work and night shifts. But nursing was really so near and dear to my heart. Like, that job, it gets into your soul. When you Mm -hmm. become a nurse and you really, really love the job and the work. It is just, it becomes part of you. And when I had to leave that job, it was actually very heartbreaking for me. It left a huge hole inside of me for many, many years. I missed it so much. When I was on maternity leave, I just needed something to do. I was like, you know, I was so used to being so busy that for whatever reason, one day I just like, grabbed out this old sewing machine that I had from when my son was a baby and I started making baby clothes and I was like thinking 
I think I read an article on sustainable fashion and I was like, oh, that's cool. Sustainable fashion. Like I had no idea that there are billions upon billions of pounds of textile waste globally. And that I always just figured you throw your clothes, if it goes in the garbage or whatever, like it'll just decompose. But that is not true. It takes a really long time for a piece of clothing to decompose. I, it's a couple hundred years, maybe. Wow. I, don't quote me on that. <laughs> it's a really long <laughs> it's time. It's a long time, what yeah. Happens, <laughs> it's a really long time. And it actually contributes to global warming because all of that waste makes methane gas and it's really bad for us. So I started reading a bit on that and I found it really interesting. And then I was like, oh, I have all these old baby clothes. And then I was like cutting stuff up and like cutting this top off and these sleeves off and this skirt off and making a new dress. And I I thought, oh, that's just so fun. So I started this other company and it was called Rebel Princess. And it was all of these upcycled clothes for babies and women. And I had these little shops in my town that would consign the clothes. I'm telling you, Sometimes I would make something. It would probably take me like 10 hours and I would sell it for like $40. Oh, man. It, wait, did you have any formal sewing experience? No. Oh, no. I just YouTubed it. Oh, gotcha. No, just went on. I just went on YouTube and I just started practicing and playing. I didn't even have a dress form. I just would make the clothes on my body in the mirror and I would be like pinning the fabric on my body and then I would sew it, put it back on, pin it again. It was just really funny, but it ignited something in me where my love for nursing and how much I missed working and being like active and purposeful, making these funny clothes that I was literally like making them for like cents an hour, right? you know, and I was consigning them and I would sell them and they were really funny. Like I would die if I, if I saw any <laughs> posts about them now, cause they were just like really funny, really weird. But it felt so good. And I would go into this one art gallery and it was a, you know, I, I would have a check every month. And I made my husband, he made me this like, out of like an old dead tree, we made this rack. And it's this like tree rack with all these funny clothes hanging on it in this art gallery. And I'd go in and they'd give me my check for like $200 or whatever for the month. And I was so happy because we had no money back then. Like, that $200 was like, yes, like I'm going to go buy like some really good steaks, and, like, <laughs> right. some really good groceries with this $200. So I think that it was that that just like really catapulted me into a love for business and like a love for creating and getting paid for it, mm -hmm. which I had never done before, even though I wasn't making much money. And it took me many years to actually make some money. Like, this is like going back like nine or more years ago. But I mean, nine years isn't even that long. Like to to have, you know, stars. Yeah. I mean, you've had like Jessica Simpson, Pam Anderson, wear your dresses. I mean, nine years is not that long of, of time, you know, in the grand scheme of things. That's so no. pretty amazing. And I didn't do a lot for a lot of years. It was kind of a hobby. And then I, you know, we moved to the island and I wanted to change my branding. So I went from Rebel Princess to Reclamation. I wanted to keep a sense of that sustainable fashion because that's what we began with fully. Yeah. And to me, Reclamation means like, you know, reclaiming the earth, but also it has a bigger, bigger meaning. And it means to me, it's like the feeling that a woman 
gets when she puts on one of our gowns of just being reclaimed and being renewed. And I didn't do a lot for many years. It was only really this last, like, I'd say between three and four years that one day I just said to my husband, and he was still working away these huge shifts. And I had, you know, my daughter living with us and she was a teenager. And then my little kids who were like, like three years old and, you know, six years old. And I said, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go full time. I'm going to put my son in daycare and I'm just going to go for it. I feel like it's time for me to step out. Like I'm ready. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So I know that you are really just such a great teacher around mindset and using mindset as part of growing your business. And I know that's something that you're going to talk a lot about in your keynote for the Portrait Masters Conference. But, you know, as as I'm listening to you, it's kind of wild. It's so parallel between so many of the stories that I've heard just from interviewing people and knowing photographers and myself and even Sue, where we weren't formally educated in photography. It was something we had to learn and just practice and experience and grow. You know, a lot of us didn't go to photography school or anything like that. And started out charging next to nothing, like you said, pennies on the dollar, and then wanting to make women feel beautiful and then growing into this amazing business. Like, it's just, it's amazing that the the parallels as I'm listening to you. Yeah, and I never had a lot of motivation back in the day. I mean, as a student, like going to high school, I was a really bad student. I didn't care to learn. I was more about socializing. I barely passed high school. Like, I really don't know how. I know I begged some of my (laughs) teachers to pass me in grade 12. I vividly remember begging for the pass because I just could not fathom having to come back to school. But I did really poorly. You know, and it wasn't until I started nursing school that I really started focusing and understanding that I'm a smart person. And it was a lot to do with realizing my worth and like shifting my mindset from being more of a negative person for the first, you know, half of my life, even into like my early 30s. I was all about the story. So I lived my life just always wanting to tell that story that you got a reaction to. And that was part of my problem was I was like, kind of caught up in the negative drama and all of that and how I am a natural storyteller and I can be really witty when I want to be witty and funny. And I enjoyed that like self-deprecation and that just retelling of all of the drama that was going on in my life because then people would be like, oh, you're so funny. Oh, I can't believe that happened to you. And I got really stuck. So it wasn't until later and, you know, I attribute a lot to this best friend that I had named Gabe, who we met on the first day of orientation at the hospital as nurses. And he really helped me change my life by introducing me to some specific books and some like thought leaders and really helping me switch that perspective from, oh, it's all about the story and retelling those negative stories to mm-hmm. switching to telling the positive story, being grateful understanding that I, as a person, I am worth more than just that story of drama. Like, that's not who I am. I'm so much more than that. And my best friend, Gabe, he was really that person that set me onto this path. And I'm ever, ever so grateful for that. And then as, you know, I grew, I've had 
quite a lot of sort of challenging events happen throughout my life, but the biggest thing is I've learned to see the gifts in those challenges and use those gifts and use those experiences to help me grow as a person. My growth as a person, that is what has um, enabled me to grow as a brand and a business owner and to like understand how, you know, building this culture and this community with these amazing photographers, how that can also evolve my brand and continue to help me grow even more as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, isn't it so amazing when someone enters your life who really changes it? Like Gabe, I mean, it's it's just the coolest thing. Yeah, it's very kismet. It definitely, Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. there's definitely people, you know, there's people in our lives and we always like called each other soul siblings because we are just so much alike. And yeah, I'm all about the quality, not the quantity in my life. Mm -hmm. So I came from a place years ago of, of always feeling like I needed that popularity or that acceptance. And as I've grown, and I think this happens with a lot of people as they maybe even like approach 40 or like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. middle age, it's more about the quality of those friends and those people in your lives and finding those, you know, soul siblings that really, truly get us. Absolutely. Yeah. Sue Sue has been one of those very integral people in my life as well, who just, I mean, really helped change the trajectory of my life for sure. You know, one of my soul sisters for sure. And it it is, it's such a, it's such a cool thing. One thing that is taught on Sue Bryce education, you know, pretty heavily is in terms of marketing anyway, is business to business connections and just really marketing with other brands, businesses who sort of just complement what you do. And and as I'm listening to you, it sounds like that is exactly what you went for. Like what other business would complement these gorgeous dresses that you have? And you just like took it head on. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I didn't fully get it right away because even, you know, three or four years ago, when I really started pivoting towards like I only wanted to make gowns and like I wanted to make dresses that made women just feel so amazing about themselves, um, I didn't really get like the full magnitude of what that could be. I started out even just locally and I remember when I first started out. It was so hard to find anyone to shoot my dresses. I would be like searching all of the photographers in my city, sending out messages, you know, DMing them on their social media, showing them photos, being like, I'll create something 100% custom just for you. If you will let me be in the photo shoot, you know, come to the photo shoot, you can keep the dress. Like I think in my first two years of business, I probably gave away $40,000 worth of gowns oh my gosh that's a lot (laughs) oh yeah like it's crazy because I did see the value in that but I didn't understand how to get there I didn't see the full picture that I could be you know sending dresses Mm -hmm. all across the world to these amazing photographers I think part of it is there's definitely a little bit of a stigma with like a following is what I found is when I was starting out on social media, it was a lot harder to get that recognition when I only had, say, 500 followers or 400 followers. I didn't have all the content that I do now. So, yeah, I was having to, like, 
basically make like a beautiful dress and give it away to somebody in hopes that they would give me a couple photos. But that's how I built it. And that works. You know, influencer marketing and like you said, the B2B, like it works and you definitely have to take a risk and you have to be willing to invest it, you know, of yourself and some money if you want to grow quickly. And that's what Mm -hmm. I did. And I was at that point making these myself. I was buying the fabrics from, you know, thrift stores. So literally like some of these dresses were costing me like $25 to make. So it was okay <laughs> to send, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, this this thousand dollar gown away because I didn't have a lot of uh, a lot into it. Now I have designers who I pay that work for me to make the gowns, and we are spending hundreds upon hundreds per dress. But we still give gowns away, like we mm-hmm. still see the value in. A photographer who has many, many followers and is an amazing photographer to gift them a dress. Mm -hmm. And I always will. Over COVID, I was just telling my staff, like, when I was shut down at COVID, I had to send all my employees home for so we could all isolate. And I had to go back to making the dresses a lot, even though I hadn't been making them for like a year and a half because I design them, but I get my designers here to make them. So that really touched on me, the gratitude that I still have for creating and how much I really love it. So it really brought out in me this huge need to share during this whole crisis. And I think even during COVID, when we were shut down and we were, you know, maybe having like a quarter to half the revenue that we normally have, I still gave away probably five or six gowns during COVID to just like, not to influencers, not to people with hundreds of thousands of followers, but to some American photographers who I I really love and respect, who have rented our dresses or shared their photos so freely with us that I've, you know, was like, you want this dress? I want you to keep this dress. Don't send it back to me. I'd like you to keep it. Because I feel like what you put out, how you show up, what you give, you get that back, mm-hmm. you know, a hundredfold. You just get that back. It's so true. Not even monetarily. I mean, like, the feeling that you get back, the joy of giving. So that's something that will never die for me in my business, no matter how big we get or how successful we are. The joy that I get from like sharing these dresses and giving and knowing, you know, that say this photographer in Wisconsin, maybe she was just not feeling great and just struggling a bit. Me gifting that dress to her made her feel so valued and so amazing that she's going to go out and create something so special with that dress. And I am feeling that all the way in Canada through her photos. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're so right. When you give without necessarily the, you know, what am I going to get in return? I mean, of course, there are times when there's an even exchange. I mean, you get paid for your time and your product because you run a business. But I don't ever want to be, you know, ever to a point where I am not humble enough to give something away when I want to or because it feels good or or because I know that, you know, this could help my business. Yeah. You know, I think I've heard people say like, 
you know, oh, well, I'm, I'm beyond giving away free shoots. And I'm like, well, there's a difference. If you're, you know, there's a difference between working for free all the time and, and one, seeing an opportunity. Like if I see a woman who I know will be a super amazing evangelist for me and tell people about mm-hmm. me and share about me, I have no problem doing a shoot for her yeah. for a little, you know, free or whatever. And then also... Because I know I'm going to get something out of that. But then there's also that piece, like you said, giving away. Like I'm doing a project called Project 2 right now where we are, well, I'm not, the people who organized it. They are helping nine women in Detroit who just need to get back into the workforce, who don't necessarily have, you know, all the skills and everything put together to do that. So I'm doing the headshots for them. I don't care if I'm recognized whatsoever for it. I have been afforded some amazing opportunities, and I cannot wait to be part of giving these women opportunities who didn't have the opportunities that I have. You know, it's like there's so many great reasons to give away, and it's not like we want to give away the farm. But doing what you did, ultimately, it grew your business. I mean, that's what you said you gave away. I mean, that's what you had to do. And it feels feels good. I, I find now I'm a little bit pickier about what I give away, but I still give away a lot. And, if, you know, of course, like, I like to work with people that are, you know, line up with my values and my mm-hmm. brand and, like, what I what I believe. So I really love that. Like, I love to collaborate. And I see the value in if somebody has 200,000 followers and they're going to use my dress, you know, like, I see the value in making a special dress for them as a thank you because they don't have to do that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? So I see the value in that. But I feel also when you get into that spirit and that, like, culture of giving and being grateful, it just, you cannot help but grow as a person, which will also help you evolve and grow as a business. It just goes hand in hand. You know, when you feel that joy from giving, it's going to move forward into your business and show we are just everything about our brand will always be about service like when I'm thinking about my ideal customer base and my clients I am always first and foremost feeling like how can I serve them how can I best serve my audience and my potential buyers and my photography community and I feel like when you come right from your soul from a place of service, you will never go wrong. You cannot go wrong when you come from that place. It's just finding that. You have to find that in yourself. And like, it has to be authentic and genuine. But when it clicks, which it did for me, because I was not always like this, when it clicked, everything unfolded for me in my life and my and my work. Yeah, that's so amazing. And I know you're going to be talking a lot more about that during your keynote of what that looks like and the steps to take and that sort of thing. Is that right? Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm I'm also super curious about more like vain things. Like how did you get your dress in the hands of Jessica Simpson? <laughs> like yeah, how did that, that all was, go down? That was just like pure a social media luck because back then, I mean, let's see, we probably had about eight or 9,000 followers back then. So we had a little bit of a following, but it wasn't what it is now. And her stylist, I think, just happened to be searching on Instagram for, like, boho dresses. So she probably just came across a hashtag, which 
I also love to teach, I really love teaching about social media and how business owners can leverage that and use that to find their ideal audience. And that's exactly what happened with Jessica Simpson as her stylist just looked it up and it came up and then she, you know, came to my shop and contacted me. It was very quick. It was like, she messaged me and she said, you know, we need this dress within like a matter of days, basically, to get it fit and all of that. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. I will do this right now. I'll just get on my sewing machine right now. Excuse me. I'll have it ready in an hour. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's what we did. We just like, we were like, this is happening. We made the dress. We sent the dress that day and it just, it just all worked out really magically. And here's the thing too, like, A lot of people think that, like, stars and celebs, like, they're always looking for, like, free stuff and this and that. And that isn't the case. It's not always the case. Like, they wanted to purchase the dress for full value. And I did not want that. I wanted to to give it to her because I just really wanted to be able to say that I gifted a dress to Jessica because I love her and I think she's great. I love that she was willing to pay full price. Like I love yes, that she absolutely. was willing to pay full price. Yeah, there was there was no question about it. A lot of celebrities aren't like that. No, and there was no question about it. She was like, what does it cost? You know, you can bill me. And I was like, no, no, it's yours. <laughs> but yeah, and we've had some great opportunities. Another one was Pam Anderson. And that was all on my friend Kate White. And Kate is also a speaker at Portrait Master. She's an amazing photographer, one of the best in the world, especially for like uh, retouching and mm-hmm. makeup shots and faces. She's so good. So Kate lives across the water in Vancouver from me, and we're really good friends. And we have like been on this whole journey together, really. It's been awesome. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm shooting Pam Anderson. And I said, well, if they need anything, you just let me know. And she ended up hooking me up with the stylist, which enabled me to contribute a gown to this amazing shoot that Kate did with Pamela Anderson. So I feel like, you know, the more that you collaborate, the more that you communicate and build this community, these are the opportunities So yeah, sometimes it's about doing free shoots or it's about being in the right place at the right time. But for me, it's always about saying yes. I say yes to everything. I don't analyze it. I'm just like, when I see something come up and it's, and it's a good opportunity and it's like, I get this, I I look for the feeling. So I'm like, okay, this comes at me. How does that feel? Oh, that feels good. That feels, that feels like it could be fun. I'm like, yes, yes, I'm in. I don't, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. go, oh, okay, well, just a sec. I'm, I don't know. I'm really busy. Oh, I don't know. Give me a minute. I, I say no. I'm here for it. Bring it on. Mm-hmm, I will mm-hmm. do whatever it takes. And that one was a quick one, too. They always are. The stars, like, it's always last minute. It's always very quick. We made that in, like, a day, and we had it float planed to Vancouver. Oh, my gosh. We had to float plane it. My husband was, like, running downtown to get it on the float plane. We float planed it over to Vancouver to the stylist, and it worked. And we would have done anything to make that work because it's such an amazing opportunity. So I think it's like, say yes. Get out there. Don't analyze if it's going to work. Just do it. Okay, so I've done a lot of free shoots in my day, mostly just because I wanted to and because I offered it. And I loved it, you know. But there have been times where I've gotten 
messages from bloggers, for example, like, hey, do you want to collaborate? And then it turns out the collaboration means really just me following them around the city and taking a bunch of photos and they'll mention me on their blog. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like, yes, you will always get something out of it, whether it's beautiful photos for your portfolio or a mention. But I don't know, like you said, if it's like turning 40 and just, you know, really being conscious of my time and just being more confident and having my kids and not wanting to do things that in my head, I'm like, this doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like a fair exchange. It doesn't, I'm not doing it because I want to, you know, so how do you separate these? Just the feeling. I go by pure emotion. Mm -hmm. That's just how I live. It's all about the feeling. I understand that the way I feel is going to shape my life. So yeah, if I, if I get this opportunity, that feels good. I'm very instinctual. How do I feel in my gut? Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to go for it, but yeah, and I'm the, I'm the same. I mean, I get tons of inquiries about collabs and stuff. You can't do everything, obviously, especially if you're a busy entrepreneur, you're not going to be able to do everything. You're going to have to sometimes choose what's right. And you know, I've done a lot of stuff that didn't do anything for me or, I've sent dresses to famous photographers. They haven't used them or or I get like one photo or something. Maybe they don't post it or this or that. I never look at those as failures. I just kind of move on and go, ah, oh, well, whatever. Next time yeah. it'll be better. Yeah. <laughs> well, I felt like kind of an asshole when we <laughs> when we were messaging back and forth and and it was, I mean, over four years ago, a little over four years yeah. ago that you had messaged me and I didn't respond. And I looked at, I'm like, why didn't I respond? Because something like that with a dressmaker, like, I don't know why I wouldn't have. And I looked at the date and it was right around when I was having my son and he was in the NICU. So I'm like, oh, I know why. I know why I didn't respond, you know? And yeah, it's, I'm like kicking myself for not responding back then. It's so funny though, hey? And it's, but so funny. And I mean, it just kind of like shows you sort of where I was back then. That was like the time when I, I would like sit at my computer and I would do, I started getting really good too at the research, right? So I started like really researching who I wanted to line up with and like who was a good photographer and like what they're connected with. And I don't know if you were connected to Sue's platform back then? I was, yes. So that could have been how I came across your work. And like, I will still spend time on social media, looking at photographers, looking at influencers. Sometimes I will go on to like celebrities profiles and I'll look at all their tags and I'll be like, they're stylists, they're makeup artists, they're photographer. Some of the people that celebrities use are just very random. They don't have to always be famous people. And I'll send out DMs. I'll sit there and send out 50 random DMs being like, here is me. I'd love to work with you. And some of those people might never reply, but sometimes stylists, you know, influencers, they will look at it and they'll file it. They'll like file that in the back of their head for when they need a boho dress. And to me, it's just always about moving that dial and that kind of thing moves the dial. And people will often get sort of like stuck sometimes in that feeling of like, oh, well, they didn't reply or, oh, I do all this work and like no one replies. But it's just about doing it. If you send out 500 in a year DMs and 
one or two of those great people message you back and you set up a cool project and you get like a couple sales from sending out all of those DMs, like that did not cost me anything to just sit there and send out those DMs. Right. So I just kind of look at it like that, right? And like, look at us, like now you and I are talking and it's so weird that I messaged you all those years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Things are full circle. They come back around if you put in the work. Yeah, and this is a good example, too, that marketing doesn't always have to cost money. Yes, it can take time to research, you know, who you want to reach out to or whatever, but that didn't cost you any money specifically. So there's always a way, you know, there's always a way to make it work. Yeah, social media is free. Like, that is where we get most of our sales is off of Facebook and Instagram, and it always has been. I'm really good at social media. I love it. It's a passion. I find it fun. I like to research it. I like to try out the new things. And I, it's like a game for me. And I think of it as a game. And I use it that way where it's like, I try these new things and then I get results. And it's like, ah, oh, that's so cool. That's so fun. So it's all how you, and I mean, speaking to my part of Portrait Masters, a lot of it is just about those types of things and how you can, you know, change your perspective to change everything in your life and to have more fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's a big part of it, too, is just like you said, the fun, the joy. It is. And you can obviously see what you that you're so passionate about what you do and hear what that you're passionate about, just like hearing the way you speak about what you do. It's just, it's really cool. And again, I just am blown away how in alignment it is with the journey and the process that we go through as photographers building our business. It's just, it really goes to show that it translates across other businesses and, and also why that business to business marketing is so crucial and so important because you know, other businesses, I think, really are like thirsty to partner with people, you know, in order to grow. That's the thing, right? Like, even if you think about like, the whole like algorithm thing on Instagram and how it's like so scary and this and that and how and actually like what it means. It's it's all a mirror, really. It all coincides with each other. So like Instagram, the algorithm, it's all about community. It's all about businesses and people connecting. It's about connection. That's what the game is on Instagram. That's why the algorithm can be so difficult if you don't play that game. And your intention when you go on there isn't about connection. You may not do as well. If you reframe it as it's all about connection, which is also really helpful in your business and in your life. But if you go to your social media with those intentions, you will flourish. It's all about like, even like little things, like when you post on Instagram, when you tag someone, like if you do as a photographer, you know, photographers do really beautiful styled sessions or even Mm -hmm. smaller things where they're getting together with like the model, the makeup artist, the florist, other photographers for workshops. The posts where people do those sorts of things and they all tag each other, mm-hmm. those posts do really well. And you're tagging those people. So then when people are looking for them, they may find you as well. Like it's all so interconnected that I just love it so much. Like even the smallest thing, like when people get together and do a photo shoot and then they all post in similar time frames and they all tag each other, it actually boosts all of those people in the algorithm for whatever reason. Ooh, good tip. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the coolest thing. And like, I do a lot of research by listening to podcasts. I love Jasmine Starr. I think she's like the bomb. She's so awesome. 
But I also like use those things and I test them out. So I might be like, hey, let's all post at this time and tag each other and see how this goes with this one shoot. And, you know, just doing the research, like look at your insights. How does that all, how does that all work? And like, am I growing? So I love how all of these little things, they're all connected and they're all a part of growing your community. So you just have to have that perspective if you want to grow your business and switch it over to it's not a one-man show. Even if Mm -hmm. you're just a sole entrepreneur, it's never a one-man show. The more people you include, the more connection and the more community, the more culture that you build, the faster and the stronger and the bigger, like the, the more solid you will grow. Yes, that is such a really powerful I guess, quote, you just said, it's never a one-man show. It just isn't. <laughs> like, no, for no business, especially now, right? Yep, yep. Oh, yeah, you are not kidding. You need that community. You need that team. And when I say team, I'm not saying you have to you know, be able to hire 10 people. But having certain people around you and growing with you and you know, partnering together, man, it makes such a difference, such a difference. And especially in the photography industry, because, you know, it can be lonely because you're working by yourself and then mm-hmm. like you're editing by yourself and, and sometimes you're in your, your editing cave for days and days and days, especially if you're a wedding photographer, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it can be lonely. And I think this industry is just purely amazing for like, the community that they build. And I'm not a photographer, but I get invited to like join all of these Facebook groups. So I'm in a lot of these like really awesome Facebook groups. So I see how connected people are and how like, just like I've made friends with photographers that I've never met in the States or in other countries, you know, these photographers all over the place, they've never met and they're, they're really good friends and really good support systems. And I just feel like, It's very smart. It's a very smart way to build an industry. I think more industries should actually look at the photography world and how inclusive and amazing it is. Yeah, it really is. I mean, some of my very, very dear friends I've met through the photography world. I mean, Sue's one of my best friends, and I met her through, obviously, through the photography world. And it really is an amazing community. We have people, you know, unfortunately the portrait masters is online this year, obviously, but we've done it three years in person and you will find so often when you ask someone about what it was like to be there, they talk about the friends that they made, the lifelong friends that they made that, you know, they've just connected with. And it's just the coolest thing. It really is. Yes. Yes. That's what it's all about. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing your whole keynote, and that's on September 3rd at 9 a.m. That's day three, and it's going to be amazing. I, I really can't wait. Yeah, I'm so excited to be part of it. I just like, it's just such a dream, even honestly, to just be associated with Sue in any way. <laughs> is such a dream for me. Like, I love Sue so much. I love everything that she represents. She is just such an amazing artist and person. And I love her intention to change lives and like help people really find their true passion and their purpose. And I'm just so, so excited and so grateful. Yeah, she's really, she's really, really happy and excited to bring you to her community because of just everything you've done and how you've grown your business is, she's very inspired by you as well. So it's, the feeling's mutual. It's going to, yeah, it's really cool. Really cool. 
I just listened to one of Sue's podcasts and it was a keynote that she did on manifesting and Mm -hmm. which was so amazing. I loved it. I listened to it twice. Such a great keynote. But yeah, that's on the Sue Rice Education website. If anyone's wondering, if you just do a search on the website for manifestation, it's on there. It's such a great keynote. Like she's such a good speaker, but I loved it because I actually manifested this whole thing. And like, I had like a, an actual process that I did that involved Sue and it really worked. That's cool. Are you going to tell us about that? At the- <laughs> it's a pretty funny story. It, it's very weird. So if you like anything like weird, I'm your girl. <laughs> so this is how I manifest it. I, I have like processes for manifesting all sorts of things. This was my personal Sue Bryce manifestation technique which goes back many years to, I have a friend who's a photographer and she loves Sue so much. Sue's like her idol. Like she loves everything about Sue. And I think she might've even like shown me some of Sue's work when I first started out. And I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. So one day I was like, kind of almost as a bit of a joke to her. I was like, I'm going to manifest Sue using one of my dresses. And just to top it all off, I'm actually going to be friends with her. And we're going to, like, text and stuff. And my friend was like, uh-huh, sure you are. That's, like, really <laughs> funny. Ha-ha. I'd love to see it. So it was, like, almost became, like, a bit of a challenge with my friend, right? So I was like, no, I'm actually going to do this. This is going to happen. So then I think I may have, like, said something on Facebook about it. And a Facebook friend who's a photographer was, like, went to Sue's education platform on Facebook and dropped my page and Sue replied and was like oh you should tell her to email me and here's my email so I kind of went into like a wee bit of a oh that would never like that would never happen like she would never want to use my dresses and I didn't do anything with it I just kind of left it I think I may have like emailed to Sue's assistant later and said I'd love to send a dress and her assistant probably was like oh here's our address if you ever want to send something and I think I kind of went down into this sort of like doubt about oh Sue Bryce would never want to use one of my little dresses like that's just a waste of time like I'm not even going to bother with it and my friend was like oh when are you going to send that dress to Sue when are you going to send that dress to Sue and I was like oh I don't know I don't know if I should right so then one day I was like you know what I'm actually going to manifest this. I'm going to try this. So I am a very smell-driven person. Like, scents and aromatherapy really, really increase my joy. And I have this shampoo by Aveda that is called Shampure, and it smells so amazing. Like, if you smell the conditioner, it actually, like, gives you tingles. It's so good. Something about this, when I smell the lotion or the conditioner... I get this like full body from like my head to my toes of just like bliss. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try this and I'm going to manifest Sue using my dresses, using my shampoo. So every day (laughs) when I'm having my shower, (laughs) like, and I have, I, I moved it, you know, I have this like nice shower. It has a ring shower head. And I was like, every single day when I was in the shower, I started with the shampoo, but it gets up your nose and it makes you sneeze. So I went to the conditioner Instead, and I like open the bottle and stand under the rain head, visualizing as I'm inhaling this conditioner, visualizing me and Sue hugging. That's important. As we meet, so as we were like meeting, and I'm visualizing her studio with that big mirror, and 
everything, what she's wearing, what her studio looks like, and how her voice is. And she's like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. I love your dresses. And we're hugging, hugging, hugging. <laughs> I'm like, how excited I would feel. So I'm basically visualizing this whole thing as if it already happened while I'm smelling my conditioner. I do this for like a significant amount of time. Then one day I see on social media, Sue Bryce started following you. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's the best. And then of course I I'm like it. screenshotting it, right? It's like showing all my friends. I'm showing my one doubter, my doubter friend. I'm like, look, Sue Bryce following me. It's happening. It's my shampoo. I'm doing it. <laughs> so I keep doing it for like ever, right? I keep doing it. I'm like, it's working. It's working. I do it every day and I'm like visualizing Sue shooting my dress and all of this stuff. Then one day she commented on on a dress and she was like, I want to buy this dress. And I seriously almost peed my pants. I was so excited. <laughs> and it just, that is how it just all unfolded. And then we were chatting about, you know, portrait masters and all of this stuff. And I fully attribute all of that to my Aveda shampoo conditioner and my little visualization techniques in the shower so awesome it worked so cool totally worked for me (laughs) yeah yeah a lot of people swear by it absolutely I've had my own experiences with it it's just it's such an amazing technique for sure and I I remember when Sue said you know that this year we were going to be incorporating more business talks into you know of course it's surrounding photography but that there would be some business talks which I know where you fit in and she told me about you and I feel like I had seen your dresses before. I'm sure that I had. But as soon as I started following you, I was like, oh, my gosh. She was telling all of us, like, you have to follow her. She's just, she's amazing. So, <laughs> so cool how it all worked out. And I'm so excited to hear your keynote. So, yeah, thank you for sharing a bit of your story. And, yeah, I really look forward to hearing more. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. It was so fun. And, yeah. and I'm really grateful yeah. to you. Okay, so I do have the questions, and and I ask questions to everyone at the end of each episode, and I know you're not a photographer for this number one question, but maybe you could tell us what is something that you can't live without when you are designing a dress? Really, my audiobooks. Ah, interesting. Yeah, so I am an audiobook junkie. Like, I have hundreds upon hundreds. I listen to them all day while I'm working, and I feel like it's like a it's kind of like a double whammy because I'm educating myself on all of the things that I want to teach and learn mm-hmm. while I'm designing. So now it's such a habit with me that I I need to have those audiobooks on while I'm, especially while I'm designing and sewing because it just like makes me feel, it puts me into kind of like a calm, like restful mode. And I work better when I'm listening to those audiobooks. It's the only time I ever listen to them. Only when I'm working. I don't listen any other time. Interesting. Okay, number two is, how do you spend your time when you're not working? Mostly with my family. We own four acres on Vancouver Island in Victoria. It's the capital. Oh, that sounds BC. great. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful place. So we bought four acres and it's right in the forest, like right in the forest. So the forest is all around our property and it's this beautiful four acres. And we love it so much that I'm mostly with my family and we're just like playing and creating stuff for our property. We go to the beach. We're just like really active and we like to be outside. And then I also have, you know, some really great close friends that live near me. So, you know, sometimes with friends, but mostly I just, I work a lot 
during the week. So I really try to devote most of my free time to my, my husband and my kids and my dogs. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Okay, number three, what is your favorite inspirational quote? Hmm, I really love this quote by Mary Oliver, and it is, tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Oh, I love that. I love everything by Mary Oliver. She was a, a poet, and I, I love it because it just, like, I don't know. It always just really makes me think, right? Like, spending that time so wisely, like, mm-hmm. every moment. Because mm-hmm. we do only have this one life, this one experience that we're experiencing right now. So just, like, exactly. always making sure to make the most of it. Exactly. Yes, that's very powerful to think about. And it's true, (laughs) you know? Okay, number four, what would you say to people who are just getting started with their business? I would say a big piece of advice that I have for people that are launching a business is to keep your day job until you feel secure enough to go out on your own. So, like, if we're talking to... I mean, we're mostly talking to photographers here. So what I feel is that as you grow your photography business and you have a day job, I know there's a lot of people out there that are just like, they don't love their day job or their other job. And they're doing so many photographers for years. They do photography on the side until they are secure enough in their photography business to quit their other job. So something that I feel feel is very stressful for a business owner is trying to manage that business before it's like really sustainable enough to carry you and to carry like all of your payments and stuff. And then what I've seen is people get into trouble with like credit and financing or investors or this or that. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. I was really lucky because my husband was working I was able to bootstrap my business and I didn't have to go into any debt and I I feel that that really attributed to my success was not having like a bunch of loans to worry about and to pay. I was able to just really work on it fully and have that money to put back into my business versus being completely strapped and not having, you know, any money at all to buy the things that I needed to buy or to like hire the people that I needed to hire. So that was an important piece for me. And I think important for people that maybe feel like, oh, I'm, you know, stuck in this job, but I really want to just do my business full time. But like, no, just, you know, thinking of it as like, that job's a gift that's actually mm-hmm. going to allow mm-hmm. you to open up this business and to launch it and to like go full force and to go full time when you're ready to do that. Yeah, that's great advice. Absolutely. Because the last thing you want is to start your business with the energy of being in debt and like stressed out. It's like, yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> it's scary. It's, yep. Yeah, it's really scary. So I just like, I don't know, I just think of it as that can be your gift. And not that I'm, you know, saying that if you really hate your job, and you're just like, so depressed, and it's the worst to stay in a job that you hate, right, not at right. all. But maybe just reframing it to it can be a gift to enable you to catapult forward into that beautiful photography career or or business. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so last question. Where can we find you if people are looking for you online? I am on Instagram as Reclamation Design Company. And my website is wearereclamation.com. 
I'm on Facebook. I think I'm just Reclamation. We have a, a bunch of, it's, it's hard sometimes when you're launching your business to try to find like this, if you're just Reclamation, to just find available just Reclamation. So we had to kind of just go with what was available. <laughs> so we are Reclamation.com is our website and we are, our, our Reclamation Design Company is our Instagram Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I I definitely encourage everyone to check you out. And it's so cool that you have a rental company now and just so awesome. So thank you for your time today. And I cannot wait to hear you speak at Portrait Masters. Thank you so much, Nikki. I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. (laughs) Hopefully one day we'll meet in person if we can ever do that. (laughs) Yes, we will. Awesome. All right. Thanks again, Trista. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35, and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love, and there are posing downloads, lighting downloads, I mean truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.